Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Colby Trickle, and we are about to dive deep into learning life's lessons. I hope you guys are having a good day. Really do. Or month, I guess it's been about three weeks since I've put a podcast up. And I do feel like this is probably the way it's going to end up being. You know, posting one, two, three podcasts kind of back to back and then having some some time in between. So, I have had this continuous thought run through my head. And it resembles, quite a bit, one of my favorite songs. It's a song by CCR, as many people know them, or Creedence Clearwater Revival. And it's called Someday Never Comes. There's this weird feeling that I get any time that I listen to it. Right, so the the first verse talks about a, a son going to his father to ask him questions and the, the father says, ah, someday you'll understand. Right, and then time goes on, son grows up a little bit, the father passes away and on his deathbed, the son having questions for him father says, ah, someday you'll understand. When time goes on a little bit further, the, the son grows up, he ends up having a child. He's not there when the child's born. The mom holds a child saying, ah, someday you'll understand why he's gone. Time goes on a little bit further and that son from the beginning who now has grown, has a child of his own, a son of his own, is laying on his deathbed. And his son, standing there by his side, gets told, it's okay, someday you'll understand. And all the while throughout, the chorus is telling out, someday never comes. That day of learning, that day of wisdom, never comes. And I'm sure that all of us, at some point in time in our life, had somebody tell us that. That, oh, someday you're going to understand. And I think there's several different ways that people use it. Sometimes... Sometimes they tell kids that because they want them to shut up. Sometimes they tell kids that because they feel it's an awkward situation and they don't know how to talk about it. And sometimes the kid just doesn't need to know about that subject yet. Which is a very viable reason to say that. But there's a better way of going about it. You see, when, when a child is looking for wisdom, they will do whatever it takes to find that answer. And in a world that is so driven by the internet, so driven by social media, 
those children will find an answer. And it may not be the right answer. And it's, there's things that kids don't need to know that are so readily available to them. It's frightening. But because it's readily available to them, the worst thing that you can do is say, oh, you'll learn about it when you're older. You'll understand when you're older and just brush it off. It's a problem because if you push them that direction, they're going to seek it out on their own and they're going to find a twisted version of what they need to know. It happens all the time. So you may be thinking, okay, well, great, Mr. You know, genius at parenting. You know, how, how are you going to deal with a child that's trying to learn about something that you don't want them to learn about yet? And the key is to give them information, just a little, and tell them that it's something that they don't need to worry about at their age. So when they turn their next age, you'll tell them a little more about it. And what that'll do is it will, this especially works for preteens, right? Young, young kids. As they get into teenage, you're gonna have to start dealing with because they're going to be more than likely in public school, you're going to have to start dealing with giving them the talk. Talking about sexuality, talking about puberty, talking about these changes that are going to be happening in, in them that they shouldn't be disgusted by them. They shouldn't be embarrassed by them. These are things that everybody goes through. But you have to be smart with it. Saying, saying both you as the parent and them as the child need to be smart about what's going on. Children start off life so innocent and they want to know what is going on around them. The best memories that I have from my childhood, I don't have a whole lot that I remember, but the best ones that I have was asking someone like my grandpa a question and him taking 30 seconds to explain it to me. It was the coolest thing in the world. And it meant so much to me. I fully believe that one of the reasons why I have the creative tinge in me that I do have stems back to talking with him. He used to, he used to do this thing where we would, uh, we'd go down and we could ask him questions and 
you know, we'd, we'd sit there and we'd draw on his legs. He'd take off his socks, pull up his, his jeans. So basically his knees down were showing. And we'd sit there and we'd draw on him with pens. <laughs> and he liked it. It was kind of like a, a massage for him and it was a time that he had with us. And it was the coolest thing. And so I think that in my mind, the search and the receiving of answers ties in with the creativity. And so for me, that's always been a drive. Well, I don't fully know if that's the case. What I've kind of deduced from the college courses and stuff I've taken, I have no idea. <laughs> I am no psychiatrist or psychologist, so I have no idea. Anyway, don't be afraid to give your children information. It's wisdom that they can use later on. And okay, maybe we... We, we tell our kids that, right? Well, I think that we also tell each other that too often. Too often, you know, somebody will be going through a difficult time and everybody tells them, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. It'll get better soon. It'll get better soon. It'll get better soon. Some situations don't get better soon. And you lie to them because you don't know what else to say. Very few people that I have talked to, very few people that I have talked to about my wife's passing have told me this is going to hurt for pretty much the rest of your life, if not the rest of your life. Very few. And I respect them because I know that's what it's going to be. Do I think that things will get easier? Sure. Some days are really easy. I say it's really easy. Some days are sort of easy. And some days feels like it's only been a week. And yet we lie to those we love and tell them, ah, oh, it's just, it'll get better. It's okay. It'll be all right. That's fine. Hell, we even lie to ourselves. We tell ourselves, ah, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. It, you know, is what it is. It hurts, but it'll be all right. My biggest problem with that is stating that it will all be okay. Leads you to believe self-consciously that regardless of what you do, it will slowly get better. And that is beyond false. If you allow this idea of Sitting idle will still allow your future to become better. 
you're going to be in for a rude awakening when you turn 60, 70 years old and your world is still upside down. Sometimes you have to take baby steps. I'm not saying that you need to buckle up and buck up and to all of a sudden become a he-man macho or the perfect princess. I am saying, do not allow yourself to sit idle. Try for something. Push yourself for something. I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to you guys. You have to try. And it's okay if you fail. It's perfectly fine if you fail. Because then what do you do? You figured out how not to do what you're trying to do. And you try again. It's that famous saying Thomas Edison had like 900 something times that he failed making the light bulb. Right? Somebody came up, reporter or something from the local press came up and asked him, you know, how do you feel? Again, you know, imagine that press trying to, to pull a negative out of how do you feel having failed 900 something something times, right? And he said, oh, I didn't fail. I just I figured out 900 something odd times of how not to make a light bulb. And I don't know if that's, <laughs> I don't know how accurate that quote is, but I hope it's perfectly accurate. Because what a wonderful way to look at life. It's okay if you make mistakes. People make mistakes. People question all the time, why did I do that in the past? Why did I let that happen in the past? Why, why is this the way it is now? Because I was so idle in the past, or I did this stupid thing in the past. You can't change it. Try as you might. You cannot reverse time. Because trust me, if there was a way to do it, I would have done it a long time ago. There's no way to reverse time. At all. So. We press on. We keep moving forward. And it's okay to question. It's okay to wonder. <laughs> Just quit telling yourself and telling others that someday they'll understand. Someday it'll get better. Someday it'll be okay. Because it takes effort. It really does. So me personally... I'm going through both standard therapy, but also intensive therapy. And it's not fun. It's not. But it's something that has to be done. What's... If I don't, right... If I don't try, 
If I allow myself to wallow in hurt, what's, what's going to happen in the end? I'm going to suffer for however, however long that I live, and then I'm going to die an old, miserable fart. Or I'm going to allow depression to take over so much that I decide to take my own timeline into my hands. That's the best and worst case scenario if I don't try and I don't know which is worse. And what's the best and worst case if I do try? Well, worst case, it helps a little bit, but it still hurts. I may or may not be able to, to function the way that I would hope I'd be able to. But it's a lot better than the other two options. And then what's the best case if I try? However long it takes, I have a real feeling of healing. That's what I'm after. There's moments that I... There's moments I wish I could just forget everything, to be honest. I've looked into hypnotherapy. I've looked into electroshock therapy that, that deals with uh, basically trying to get rid of memories. And when I read about them, I either don't believe that what they're telling me is true or that there's not enough research about it or there's not enough evidence that it's going to help for the potential risk that's there. And when I sit and I think about it for so long, I realized that that would be extremely selfish because I have some darn good memories with Kristen. Cruises that we went on together, the trips that we went on together. Just going out by the lake hanging out, doing some fishing. She never liked to clean the fish, so I would do it for her. How dare I want to remove those memories from this earth? So sometimes you have to take the good with the bad. And you have to realize that with the bad, you're no longer in that place. It's a heck of a lot easier said than done, I know. But 
But that part that hurts. It's from something in the past. And darn it, if you're living through something currently, my prayers are with you. You keep pushing. You keep thriving. Strive to thrive, as I like to say. I'm sorry that you have to go through this. I really am. If I could do anything to quickly take away the pain of the world, I would do it in a heartbeat. Because I hate seeing people in pain. It's weird. Over the last couple of years, I've turned from right before Kristen passed, you know, being somebody who had a rhythm, who went to work, came home, played video games, spent some time with his wife whatever it may be, make dinner, etc. watch a movie, maybe, I don't know. Watch Supernatural, we did that a lot. To being a complete shamble of a man. For months. The first several months, I was so unfunctional. Dysfunctional, there you go, that's a better word. It was so dysfunctional, it was stupid. And as months went on, I became more angry. I was upset. I was angry with God. I was angry with Kristen. I was angry with myself. I was angry with family for just simply moving on. It was tough. And then more months went by. And a few people kept telling me that it would be good to try to start life. Try to start life again. Try to look for somebody. Maybe that would help healing. Man, did that blow up in my face. Twice, nonetheless. In a very short period of time, even. <laughs> and then... Now I'm at a point where I understand. It still hurts, beyond reason. My viewpoint of people are skewed. My trust of people is hindered quite a bit, altered. But I've come to know that I can't change anything that's happened. 
can't go back and make sure that Kristen's still with us today. I can't. There's nothing I can do. And if I could trade spots with her, I wouldn't a heartbeat. So, anyway, sorry about my little tangent. It's okay to not know things. It's okay to worry. It's okay to be upset about the past. Just don't get stuck in it. Don't fall into that rut. When you allow yourself to get stuck in it, you become useless. And time keeps ticking. The world keeps moving. So when you're stuck, you're wasting your opportunity to live. So get out and live. Just choose something. Get out and live. I'm... I'm going to state now and don't go do some criminal activity or, or something. Don't, don't live that way. That's a, that's, a bad, that's a bad way to live. Love your family. Truly love them. I know that they irritate you sometimes. I know that you argue, you bicker, you poke each other's buttons. But I need you to realize that you could get a phone call in the next 30 minutes or you could wake up tomorrow and they're gone. Just gone forever. So love them. Because right now you have that chance. Right now you have that opportunity. So do it. To anyone who's lost a loved one, we can tell you. You realize just how many times that you should have said I love you more. So, I do love you guys. I, I apologize if, if this brought you into a depressing mood or, or headspace or anything of that nature. It's not my intention. But you do have this. You've got this. Keep moving forward. Keep pressing on. Love those around you. And become the best version of you that you can be. Love you guys. Have a good one. Toodles.